Hey everyone, welcome back to my Blackadian universe. Um, I read an article recently um, written by this white woman who uh, basically she was talking about how because of um, how the government handled the COVID pandemic that she had you know, lost her trust in them and she just didn't know what to do. And um, it was just steeped in white privilege and I wanted to talk about it. So let's talk about it. <laughs> so when I read this article, I rolled my eyes so hard, I thought they would get stuck that way. <laughs> um, I just was constantly rolling my eyes because um, it, it was, you know, sort of written in this way is that it was an expose, that it was a big, you know, shaking her finger and saying tisk tisk to the government you know shame on you um kind of way and it was novel like everything about it was revolutionary and novel to her and it frankly it just made me sick the whole thing it just made me sick <laughs> because um it, it, just for uh, given everything that's been going on in the world right now, um, you know, we just passed the one year anniversary of George Floyd being murdered. Um, the fact that she still could exist in this bubble of white privilege and didn't realize um, the fact that the system was built for her to protect her and that her experience of questioning uh, this government uh, for the first time in her life, I mean, she was probably in her 50s, um, you know, it, the fact that it wasn't, it was something that, you know, people of color have had to deal with their entire life, children, and the fact that she could go, you know, a huge chunk of her life and not even question it um, except for this you know global pandemic that you know just seemed came up and, and even considering the last year you know I'm sure she's watched the news been flooded with images of um, people protesting and you know questioning the systemic and institutional barriers in which you know North American society were built and the fact that it was the fact that um, the government was sort of uh, wanting a return to school for her kids for the economy and they didn't have her kids best interest at heart that that was you know for her this awakening awakening moment of you know oh my gosh wait a minute they have an ulterior motive and it was just um for me maddening it was maddening that that was her light bulb moment that it was so selfish um that she she had just come to this conclusion and for when I was rolling my eyes and reading this article about how she was like oh you probably aren't aware of this and you know she was speaking to other women like her other privileged white women 
um, and, you know, sort of like this call to action. Uh, it was... Uh, it was incredibly... juvenile and it made me realize that there are the fact that this was getting published and it didn't get laughed out of you know whatever <laughs> editing process that she had that it didn't you know cat that someone thought that this was relevant news that this should be you know shared with the masses tells me that they feel like she has a valid opinion and it makes me know that there are women like her that have lived past lived their whole lives never having to question whether or not the government had them in their best interest And it's very, it's a very fortunate thing for them to have because as a black woman, I don't have that benefit. I don't have that benefit. I know the reality of the situation is that I, my life isn't seen as valuable as that white woman, that I have to worry about it when I go get health care, that they're not going to, you know recognize my pain that I have the you know there's a, a possibility that they're going to dismiss my symptoms that you know I am going to be exposed to racism in everywhere that I go and that includes in my health care uh, that includes in my education uh, these are all things that I've had to contend with when I was much younger than this woman and the fact that um she could write about it and not even equate the two, you know, realizing that, oh, you know, this is the kind of systemic barriers or, you know, things that, you know, Black Lives Matters is talking about. These are the kinds of things that they're talking about. The fact that there is a system set up, um, the fact that, you know, in all of her research, I'm using air quotes here, that, um, she didn't make the connection as well is incredibly disappointing just incredibly disappointing and it only as long as is as long as everything in the world going on doesn't personally affect her then it didn't matter it didn't matter until it hit home to her that you know this could be affecting her children. And I'm basically saying that I, I feel like we're beyond that point now. I feel like this article didn't benefit anybody. It was self-serving of white privilege and it was just tone deaf. It was tone deaf. It missed the mark of what's going on in the world right now. And I feel like it was a huge disappointment to to be published I thought it was a waste of my time and it it caught my attention because I was thinking okay you know maybe this would be a sign of some growth but it's just it didn't it 
just missed the mark of, you know, she had a real opportunity to change and to grow and to think about her life outside of her little bubble of white privilege, and she just didn't do it. Um, And... I think, you know, shame on her, shame on the people that published it. But I also think that that is a reality. The fact is, it's a reality that there are people out her there are living that life that are thinking those things. And it's disheartening. It's just disheartening to me. I saw this video on uh, Twitter, which I loved. And it was basically this guy and he's like in a zoom call with his coworkers and he's talk, he says like, you know, it's all women and he's the only guy. And he's just like, you know, I think that, you know, women don't actually have, you know, menstrual cycles. He was like, you know, I believe, um, they just do it, say that they do, you know, to get attention, um, so that they can get chocolate and back rubs. And he's like, I, maybe some women do, you know, I've never met a woman who has, um, <laughs> but you know, he's like, um, but basically, um, I, maybe some do, but I've never met one. So, you know, it's not really real. And as he's saying this, the women's faces on this call are just about to, you know, luckily it's a Zoom call because otherwise he would be in physical danger. Um, But, you know, you end up finding out that he's basically just describing racism, you know, basically when, you know, someone's like, oh, well, you know, I just don't think it's a thing because it hasn't personally happened to me. I don't know anybody who this has happened to. So, you know, racism isn't real. And I thought that was just a perfect example, you know, men who don't have menstrual cycles could, you know, very well think that it's made up and uh, it's very real, just like racism. And I, it reminded me, reading this article just reminded me of the fact that um, just because this woman's life has been untouched by institutional barriers then it was only revolutionary to her that that such a thing could exist and a longer time ago I would have been a little bit more sympathetic but I feel that it's on her now to the fact that she could be this ignorant in her life of the fact that this kind of experience is not new for many people in the world. The fact that um, she could write this article solely without speaking about people of color um, is a failing it's a failing and i i feel like it's you know not for anyone to she needs to be a better human being (laughs) basically i i can't say it any better than that except that you know shame on her for not 
expanding her horizons, for not seeing the world more broadly, for not um, getting outside of her privilege and realizing that she shouldn't be focusing on changing the system for her, you know, white children because they're going to be fine. You know, the, um, you know, she has the power and influence to make sure that they can be untouched by these kinds of temporary restrictions with the COVID-19. Um, but, you know, thinking that perhaps her focus could be on the kids whose parents don't have the privilege that goes with their skin color and helping those kids. Um, you know, I, I can't be forgiving anymore. I can't be forgiving that she could be so ignorant in 2021 to her privilege. It just, it's no longer, it's no longer okay. It, it, it just, it made me think, and I, I can hear the arguments, you know, for the other side, you know, can't she have something to, of course she can. Of course she could have started with, she started at a place where my eyes were opened, but she needed to go beyond that. It's this difference. And it's something that um, people have a hard time understanding is doing nothing is important implicating you in in a racist system you have to be actively dismantling it so fine you started at a point of saying i noticed it because it affected me in my livelihood but you need to go beyond that and say wait a minute wait a minute maybe i should be listening to other voices when they tell me that these things are affecting their children too I should be listening to those parents because they've been feeling this long before I have. And there's truth in that. And I'm going to use my power. I'm going to use my influence to help them too. It's the difference between when we say being anti-racist versus you can't just say, I'm not a racist. I don't actively harm, you know, black people. So I'm good. I'm good. No, what you need to do is be thinking about what you can do to be dismantling the institutions, the policies, the programs that our world is built in that advantage white people and disadvantage everybody else. That's what you need to be focusing. That's where you need to be. I don't need to be reading articles about how, you know, about white privilege is just, you know, I, I'm not getting all the advantages that my white skin brings me. I don't need to hear that anymore. We're done with that now. We're beyond that. We're past that. That's not helping our world and our society. What we need to be doing is making sure that everybody has equal access to everything, that all children are being um, looked after and taken care of and have equal advantages opportunities to get, um, you know, return to school or 
you know, in-person school or, you know, that COVID isn't affecting them. Like, you know, all this talk about, you know, COVID-19 in our article, it didn't talk about the disadvantaged communities here in Canada. The hotspots are typically un- uh, you know, non-white neighborhoods. These are the kinds of things that it's dis- disproportionately affecting people of color. None of these things were touched upon in the article. It just smacked of ignorance and, frankly, racism. And I, I just, I, I feel like we're done with that now. We're done with that. I, I don't need to hear some sob story um, about how, you know, I, sure, it didn't actually affect me because I was, you know, wealthy enough and, you know, privileged enough to just be like, oh, well, I'm not doing what they're saying. But it made me question the fact that they didn't. No, I'm sorry. No, I don't have time for that anymore. No. Um, And yeah, it just, it needs to be, we need to be focusing on those that are disadvantaged and not talking about, you know, potentially something was damaging to me. No, I don't have time for that anymore. So <laughs> I I just, I guess I, to, I guess what I was thinking when I was starting this podcast was that I wanted to just talk about white privilege and this bubble of white privilege that a lot of people are still operating under and um, encourage you to get out of your own head, to get out of your own head and just, you know, think about um, even if something isn't personally affecting you, that it could be affecting other people. Um, Empathy can go a long way to help you on your anti-racist journey. Um, and it's something that um, I demand of people now. And I think it's something that the world is demanding of people now. And um, I hope to never see another article like that ever again, because that time has has gone. That time has gone. So thank you so much for listening and I will talk to you next time.